Hey, this is Tom Merritt from Sword and Laser. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. You should panic, ladies and gentlemen, because the casuals have arrived and have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore, and we're live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, three days after my birthday, 2013, that would be December 8th for you, Great Unwashed, hush your mouth, this is Casually Hardcore. I'm Gnomewise. And I'm Grail. Welcome to the show. It's the men folk. Yeah, we're going to be manly show. Grunt, scratch, We're going to talk about Arr. motor oil and explosions. Explosions in motor oil? <laughs> exactly. Motor oil that leads to explosions. Exploding motor oil. Right on. Awesome sauce. That's right. I think awesome sauce is actually made when you explode no, motor oil. That's probably true. It would be an awesome sauce, would it not? That's right. Or something like that. And this is how it's going to be today, ladies and gentlemen, so you might want to reevaluate your listening choices. <laughs> Uh, right about now. That's right. So, as usual, the uh, since we're doing the all male thing, we have uh, uh, you know, a, a guy with a beard who hangs out in IRC, allegedly. The beard is probably the, the most manly the thing beard on is the, the show. <laughs> entirely the manliest thing on the show, without um, a doubt. Sir Reginald, we salute you. That's right. If you're in the IRC. Please say hello to our producer, nay, IRC rep, the one and only Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you want to bring things to our, your host's attention during the show, please send the personal message to Barry VA, and he will bring them to our attention in a happy and orderly fashion. So uh, right out of the gate here, I'm going to remember for once to play... Tangents there you go. are kind of a big deal. And curse you. Why? Because uh, there's now an, another television show on my docket. Oh, did you watch Almost Human? I caught up to Yeah, see, it's not bad. No, it, <laughs> but I have a question for you. Okay. Um, it should not be turn, titled Almost Human. It should be titled The Murder Police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. How many times have they just... Busted in a room, haven't said a word, and started drilling people through the head. Well, this is this is a world like based on like if twenty four became the future, this is the what the future would look like. Because it's supposed to be, I mean, the cops are outgunned, they're getting right. shot a lot. So apparently due process out the window. Is out the window. <laughs> because yeah, there's a lot I mean not only just blowing away people, but they also engage regularly in torture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least our hero does. Yeah, our hero is the torturer. Th- and the robot is learning. Is kind of like, that's probably not a good thing to do. Well, I'm going to torture him anyways. Okay. <laughs> I endeavor to be more human, and this is what my human is doing. Yeah. So I should probably go along. He's the ultimate peer pressure victim. Pretty much. But yeah, he's, um, he's learning and adapting. <laughs> Oi, upon vey. But yeah, uh, it's it's pretty pretty ruthless. So yeah. So, but it's but it's good. Like I said, the best part to me is the chemistry between the two characters. No, it's definitely think, is developing. The only four episodes in, yeah. and they definitely are developing a 
uh, Dorian is definitely has a really sardonic attitude right. towards, uh, and I'm forgetting the main character's name. Um, or Carl Urban's Carl guy. Urban, right, but yeah, I don't know. I forget his name. Yeah, he's that forgettable. He's the guy what shoots everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got <laughs> issues. <laughs> There's been a lot of times where you're just like, not only that, or like the build, the episode where the the building's been taken over by the uh, criminal element that's basically in the end trying to do a, a heist. Right. Um, that one, it's just like, well, we're in the building. We don't need no backup. Yep. Backup's for chumps. We're going in. <laughs> we don't need no stinking backup. My commander just called me off. Eh, I can't hear you, commander. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, talk about manly. That yeah. That is a testosterone-fueled show, but it's, yeah. it's enjoyable. I mean, like I said, the, the chemistry is really good and the use of tech. I think they've been clever so far in how they've used a lot of the tech. They've done a good, not-so-distant future, right. believable, um, kind of like as, as atrocious as it was. Actually, two different ones that were atrocious. Okay. Tech War. Oh, God. Horrifyingly bad. Some of the tech they had in there, interesting, and you can could see it happening. Another one was, uh, God, what was it? It was one of Gene Roddenberry's, after he passed away... Um, unfinished projects that they revived not andromeda but the one before that Ooh. was like revised six and seven times the earth one wasn't yeah it? it was something earth, earth uh, alternate earth or um earth final conflict earth final conflict that's it yeah where the first season was one main actor and then right. it was just, and, and they did total resets on the show like three times in its life as oh, people geez. kept quitting wow and it was like literally from one season to the next it was like between season one and season two of uh War of the Worlds TV series. Yeah, yeah. Where I thought I'd missed an entire season right. when I saw episode one of season two of War of the Worlds. That was, they had a season like that with uh, Earth Final Conflict. But all that crap aside, they had uh, technology in there called Globals, right. which were basically these like cell phone handsets, uh-huh. but you would grab and split it into two pieces and the flexible oh, paper screen it, would come out go. between them. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's similar stuff to that I'm seeing yeah. in this one. So it's really believable tech that you think, hey, we might possibly get there you know, before I die. Right, right. Um, or I'm shot through the head by a cop who didn't announce himself as a cop. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's apparently a risk of the future. They're but... really going for the dystopian but... uh it, it violent also, future thing hard. Right. But it also, I mean, it reminds me a lot of uh, Shadowrun, too, in terms of the corporation of both cybernetics, as well as a lot of tech that's meant to just defeat other tech. Right. Like the spray they use to hide themselves from cameras, yep. which has no noticeable effect when you're walking around, but, but it's camera, solely meant right. to beat uh, digital surveillance. The glitter mask was so, the yeah. idea. I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, some of the, the flesh grafting stuff was interesting. So it's it's been good. It. It has everything going for it, except, except that it's on Fox. Fox. Yeah, and I'm still really nervous about that. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it's, you're just waiting. It's going to get shot through the head like one of the characters. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting with for... With just about as much warning. Yeah. Well, the, the, the warning of every Fox show, move to Fridays. Yes. <laughs> it's usually the... We're announcing the exciting move of Almost yeah. Human to... Fridays have just gotten bad. Dun, dun, Yeah. It's about to get shot in the head. That's we're all going to die. Happen. We're all going to die. Oh, man. So, thanks a lot for that. Um, mm-hmm. You sucked me in and made me love it's it. Good. A lot of things are going on break though right now, at least for a couple months. Well, yeah, ev- everyone has joined on, and, oh, and I can I, I hate the AMC's and Sci-Fi channels of the world. Yeah, that made the mid-season finale a thing. Yeah, and I forget which which other show I saw. 
Oh, yeah, my, my, my guilty pleasure, um, Once Upon a Time. Oh, really? Did their cliffhanger uh, uh, mid-season. Are you, are you still following that one? No, that's Daxa. Okay. I've caught an episode here and there and gone, who's that? Who's that? And that's about all I've they've, gotten they've, into. Re- they've had some real boner episodes this yeah. season, but largely the story arc so far has redeemed much of last season for no, me. that's good. Um, they threw some twists in there that I did not see coming. No, like you said last week, that's a big well, selling point then for a show for you. It <laughs> remains the bizarre family tree show. Ah, okay. Everyone is related to everybody. Mm. And I'm not kidding. If I mean, some parentage was revealed as a major twist recently. You're like, ah. what the because ah! you start watching the show from the beginning and there's like one set of parents and one child. Right. And by the time you get to the end of season two, there's barely anyone who's outside the family. I going to say, this is uh, digging themselves into an incest corner. It's <laughs> weird. Um, and they, because they have the double whammy of a kind of time travel yeah. because they have the flashbacks to um, Fairyland, Fairyland that called, was. Yeah. And then people have been kind of suspended in time in the cursed uh, world for the first two seasons here, and all kinds of wacky things happen. And, uh, but yes, everyone, just assume somebody is a blood relative to someone else in every scene, <laughs> oh, and you won't be wrong. Wow. Yeah, it's um, huh. more than a little creepy at times. Okay. But anyway. Well, yeah, they did that uh, Walking Dead one on their mid-season break, which... The first half of this season has basically been like, we're sorry we didn't. This is all the stuff we you expected from last season. Now it's sounds happening. familiar, and it's been awesome. It's like the the ending was just great. It was a perfect. It could have been the the season finale, but it was that good of a. a I mean, mid-season. from just from watching reactions on Twitter and stuff, yeah. it. I'm assuming it was shocking and violent. It and... was shocking, violent. It was the promise. If you'd read the comic at all, it was the promise of what was supposed to be happening when ah. they introduced the prison. This was the culmination you expected last season, gotcha. and they finally got around to doing it. And they really closed off some arcs. They paved the way for changing out some cast members and. It was, you know, it was great. Perfect, perfect uh, job. Uh, Arrow has one more episode, and then they're going to do their midseason, uh, I believe, because they've just introduced Barry Allen. And who will have who his will, own movie before too yeah, much awfully longer. Or, or, yeah, have his own show. But they've just introduced Barry Allen. They've not right. introduced The Flash. Him yet. as The Flash yeah, yet. He, so. he, is he, are they going to work his origin story? I don't in, know. Or it's, is he going to be really, revealed? It's, I... Th- I'm not sure which way they're going to go with it because they've definitely made a big deal about him being late all the time. He's <laughs> very he's he doesn't want to dance because he's not good on his feet. I mean, they're making constant references to he basically being slow and not agile, and not and... agile at all. So I don't know if it's like him just playing coy or if they're actually going to work in an origin story because they are dealing with the DC equivalent of the super soldier serum right now. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see which, which way they go with it, but watching uh, the whole DC universe thing from a franchise standpoint, it mm-hmm. got real interesting lately as actually Marvel got pretty weird and incestuous as well. Um, but DC they've cast a woman yeah. to be wonder woman for the Batman, Batman v Superman, Superman yeah. with man of steel two, I guess. Right. 
So Diana will be making an appearance of some yeah. kind. Which sounds like they may be... And they also may be having Flash in there, as there have been indications. So yeah. they're basically... They're diving towards the Justice saying, League. We're heading for Justice League right. territory here, people. Right. Then, over on the Marvel side, mm-hmm. Fox has piped up and said, Hey, um, you know, Disney Marvel isn't the only one with a reasonably deeply formed Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Cough, cough, X-Men in all of its forms, and by the way, that's all one universe. Oh, and by the way, we're rebooting Fantastic Four. Yeah. In the X-Men universe we've already established, thank you very much. Marvel, you're never getting these licenses back. Right, pretty much. They've carved off their own section. So and we, we've got these 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 franchises, and you ain't getting them back yeah. for love nor money. Well, until some point they come up with a deal to make the Ultima Mega crossover movie, like what I don't know what they would do, like and to Beyonder me, or you know Secret War or something like there that. There is precedent <laughs> for that because sure. for years Marvel and DC would have an annual crossover issue. Mm-hmm. Just for giggles, yeah. Where they would cross over the two universes, you know, they'll have they would have some MacGuffin that allowed them to cross over each other's universes and just have fun and for put, a mega yeah, issue. make the matchups everybody wanted to see. Dark side and yeah. Dark Phoenix in one of right, them. It was, right. it was awesome. So it can be done. I mean, sure. direct competitors can work together to make tons of money, sure, and have fun. Um, so, but the fact that they've come right out and said, no, 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 the new Fantastic Four will definitely be in the existing X-Men universe. Oh, and by the way, uh, planning has begun on X-Men Apocalypse. Which is big. If they're really going into, like, Apocalypse in terms of just introducing the character, or are they going for Age of Apocalypse? We don't know. So there's several apocalypse stories sure. that could do. Yeah, there's some. There, I mean, the Four Horsemen story. But everyone's like, like oh, cable, 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 cable. Eh, I know. I'm not I never, big, I never the fanboys cable. apparently just the eat right. cable up. Fanboys love to eat cable. Um, <laughs> oh, man show, man show. <laughs> so they that tells me they're really confident in how Days of Future Past is looking. Where yeah. they've already there are they haven't even released the damn movie. And they're, they have the solid plans for the next one in the franchise. So it tells me that the early cuts of the movie have pleased the higher-ups at Fox to the point where they're saying, okay, we got something here. Mm-hmm. And not only are we going to greenlight the next X-Men movie before the previous one is released, we're going to make sure Fantastic Four shows up in this yeah. universe and go. Well, they're, I mean, they're bringing out a lot of the guns for Days of Future Past. In, and it's all, so far, on paper, looking great. You have a great cast. Yep. You have people both for the young versions. Peter old freaking Dinklage! You're getting <laughs> him when he is in the stratosphere right now right. in terms of popularity. Uh, you're picking one of the best stories from the X-Men. It's, it's all looking like it's coming together really well. And if that happens, then, yeah, you have a credible universe. Now, if they can take this credible universe and make me interested in the Fantastic Four, then they'll have achieved something amazing. Yes. Well, Hando <laughs> in the IRC says, OMG, Fantastic Four again. Well, yes, and they are starting over, hopefully better this time. And I'm not sure what tone they would need to take to really get me interested in it. Not rewriting Doctor Doom would no. be a good start. That would be a good start. They had a good actor in the role. Yeah. But they gave him a crap origin oh, story. terrible and, origin story. And took story. away everything that made him compelling. Right, right. Because he was another fantastic villain hero of his own story. Yeah. 
Um, and a major player in the Marvel universe. Oh, like, God, he is a go-to bad guy. Yeah, you have that's a a money that's that's your next Loki right there. Yeah. I mean, that's how good that of could a be character. Fox's Loki, right? Exactly. Though I'm glad, I hope they lay off the Loki from now that they're done with him in Thor two. Yeah, even though they've laid groundwork for him to be Keep a future popping villain. up. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Hiddleston, mm-hmm. um, yeah, give him give him some some off time. Yeah, he needs a little breathing room. So yeah. Uh, Barry V.A. says, I think it's more likely that Sony's Spider-Man will show up in Disney's Avengers universe first. It has very nearly happened with... The, oh, he's correct. They revealed that they had talks between Sony and Disney Marvel, and they were within inches right. of having Spider-Man have a cameo in the Avengers movie because it was New York yeah. that was being attacked. Um, but... Of course, as corporate things like that do, it fell through at the last minute but for God knows what stupid reason. Yeah, I mean, that really leaves Spider-Man kind of on an island by himself. Yeah, because so. that's the only franchise that Sony owns. Right. So they're kind of got a... I mean, it's a rich franchise. It yes. has a lot of wealth of characters and such, but it definitely limits them to just a slice, whereas Disney and now um, uh, the folks with the X-Men as well are proving that you can make money on top of money if you expand your universe out. So true in the uh, IRC. Says, no, you didn't miss the call-in topic. Um, we have the, the usual, anything that strikes your fancy from what we go through on the show today. And I wanted to uh, get you guys to do some work for me. <laughs> so if you've been paying attention over at Alpha Geek Radio, the uh, network is getting fatter and fatter and fatter. Uh, in fact, we have another new show to announce. We have uh, been joined by The Functional Nerds. Right on. You can see them on the web at functionalnerds.com. Uh, John Anilio, um also, will, uh, who's one of the hosts of Functional Nerds, his music uh, will be featured on the show today. I have a uh, feeling it would be hard to have a show of non-functional nerds. Just people <laughs> sitting in front of their webcams typing furiously. Right, exactly. And not making eye contact with the camera. <laughs> Yeah. So check out the uh, Functional Nerds podcast has joined us on the 24-7 stream. And I've been working with uh, World of Warcast, StarCast, This Week in Trek, and The Angry Chicken to get them all set up to do their live streaming. They've been on the uh, 24-7 for a while now, and they're all going to be joining. Those ones are going to be joining us uh, live as well. So keep your eye on the schedule page for who's going to be turning up when on the live stream. And just follow... Alpha Geek Radio on Twitter, and you'll get the automatic announcements whenever anyone goes live. It's a happy thing. But uh, I'm going to have you guys record some stings, because we have so much going on the 24-7, and just for our shows. And since it's the holidays, we're going to give you all part of your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. So if you want to call in during the fourth half of the show and give us your best, hi, this is blank from the IRC, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio, or whatever... You can come up with, by way of what you think our catchphrase ought to be, uh, we welcome you, and I will make sure to include your stings uh, on the rotation on the 24-7 server to be spread across the world. Nice. And you will be famous on the interwebs. Woo-hoo. It's a happy thing. And so, yeah, we'll be playing songs today from Sci-Fi Songs, which okay. is Johnny Nilio's uh, album that he has available on his sci-fi songs.blogspot.com site. And it's a happy thing. More shows. Right and if on. you have uh, shows you think might benefit from exposure at Alpha Geek Radio, uh, you can always send that information to gnomewise at alphageekradio.com or just the show at alphageekradio.com. We're always looking for new friends in the Nerdiverse. And speaking of new things in the Nerdiverse, mm-hmm. on the front page of uh, 
alphageekradio.com, you'll find just one more reason I'm happy to be a nerd these days. So somebody decided to be a grand old idea to mash up Doctor Who uh-huh. with the classic 80s, 80s music video, Take On Me. Really? <laughs> All right. Actually works in a really twisted, bizarre, awesome. pencil sketchy animation yeah. kind of a way. It's a little 50th anniversary nod that somebody whipped up, and I linked through it on YouTube. It's just cool, nerdy and just dripping with Doctor Who goodness, which is always a perfect formula for me because I'm a Doctor Who nerd from way back. Yeah. And we've still got plenty of uh, Doctor Who goodness coming. Did you... You got to see the fiftieth, right? Oh yeah, and so and the uh, indications coming for the Christmas uh, special, they held some stuff in reserve from the fiftieth anniversary mm. special. Okay, so Moffat, showrunner, has let slide. Oh no, um, Matt Smith is the thirteenth incarnation of the Doctor, the thirteenth and final incarnation of the Doctor. Twelve, rege- twelve regenerations per Time Lord which means you get 13 faces. Right. And, yeah, 13. Because, you know, we, we introduced the War Doctor. Right. People are like, no, that's 12. It's like, well, if you recall, back when uh, the Daleks had dragged the Earth across the universe and were getting ready to destroy all reality, uh-huh. uh, Doctor got shot in the chest and was dying and regenerated... But did a little trick where he channeled some of his additional regeneration energy into his extra hand, uh-huh. and which then became the Metacrisis Doctor, who went off and lived happily ever after with right, Rose. Right, right. Which we all thought, oh, what a clever way to give Rose a happy ending without taking the Doctor out of circulation. Yeah. Yay, good writing. And then everyone kind of glossed over the fact that the fact that he freaking just regenerated and did a trick that let him keep his form, right? But didn't actually still counts as using up one of his lives. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know how you people all missed that fact, because he said it clearly. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to change how I looked. He didn't say I didn't regenerate. Yeah. So people are like, well, blah, blah, blah. Well, if this is the uh, how how Peter Capaldi knew, knew what are you going to do? Well, I mean, he has to then create... Some reason. Some reason, not only for him to regenerate, but to basically make it so that he's not limited, or at least extend that number out. Or reset bit. him, because yeah. there's precedent for it in that universe, because the Master right. had been granted new regenerations right. and had stolen regenerations yeah. before. So and we've seen him train. I mean, we even uh, uh, got his wife... Um, River. River. River, like, gave her regeneration. And that's to him, one, and that's that one of be, the speculations. Yeah. Is, oh, did she give him all of hers? And now she, you know, however now many she had them, left, no. he's got them now. Right. What's the, so we'll see what the, whatever the plot device yeah. is. And you could see a scene with Matt Smith going, well, I'm going to die now. So this is apparently, the end. He, he has a big old, going, oh a big old speech. That yeah. He gives, and then, like, why am I regenerating? This uh-huh. is crazy. So, yeah. We'll see. But yeah, he's, so he's been causing uh, strife in the Doctor Who fan universe by saying, oh, no, 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 you guys have been miscounting all this time. Yeah. And not only was there a hidden Doctor, but we used one up right we under your nose. right here. Bang. And that's how you promote a show to nerds. Yeah. Because you are obeying the rules of right. your own Bible and screwing with Tricking us. Tricking people, yeah. All at the same time. That's how you do it. You don't just make up crap and your deus ex machina comes in Mm -hmm. and changes the rules. No, we love it most when you obey the rules. We can't argue with you. Right. And you still sneak up on us. Yep. That's doing it right. American showrunners, are you paying attention? 
Probably not. No, apparently not. No, no. And I was. I'm well, looking... I mean, they. They. I think they are paying attention. Just they don't. They don't get as nerdy as as, as the BBC. Some of them do. The, the Whedons of the universe do. Sure. And they're they're coming to prominence more because they're the the powers that be are realizing, hey, we can make a buck off this. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll get more of that. But just as an example, you know, we have the Doctor Who fiftieth anniversary. In the not too distant future is the Star Trek fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. By this point in Doctor Who's progression towards its fiftieth, they'd already started talking about and yeah. releasing information about what the plans were. There's nothing out of Paramount or any of the people who own rights to Star Trek. And oh, because they're like, well, hell, we've given it to Abrams and we're making money like mad. Who cares about a 50th? We'll just make this the next rewrite of, a, of you know, we'll have the search for Spock next. Or I guess there is no reason to search for him. So maybe, Abrams maybe we'll off. bring in the whales, whatever. And Abrams is off the case now because he's off doing Star Wars. Right. But I so, mean, are they going to hold off on doing it or are they going to? Nothing's announced yet. Yeah. So who knows? But I mean, I, I I just think that right now Star Trek, they're like, oh, we, you know, fiftieth anniversary, whatever. I mean, if if there's a chance for money, we'll do something with it. But uh, and see, that's not totally. I mean, the BBC has just demonstrated what a missed opportunity that will be. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they got the front page of Google dedicated to Doctor. Oh Who. yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. But who knows? Do you, you think Trek? I mean, Trek arguably has. A more widespread sure. fan base and a more universal appeal than Doctor Who. Why would they let that get by? I don't know. Especially when so many of the people from the recent incarnations of Trek are still healthy, around. available, yeah. around. Yeah, you could do some crazy crossover thing with yeah. everybody. I mean, Shatner alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, he hasn't aged a day in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because he's swimming in alcohol. <laughs> he's kept well Preservative. He's probably drinking Not alcohol. Preservative. Yeah. Okay? It's uh, all part of the evil plan. Jeez. It's the uh, Dick Clark method. Mm-hmm. Immerse yourself in varnish. Right. <laughs> every day for two hours. Oh, my God. <sighs> be afraid. Be very afraid. <sighs> all right. That handily brings us to first break territory. And as... Previously mentioned, I have a song off of uh, John and Elio's album, and since it's also holiday time, this is the Millennium Falcon for Christmas. Woohoo! So you are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. We shall return right after this. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Just wanted the Millennium Falcon for Christmas 
In a gaming world. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio VTWProductions.com. Geeks in a gaming world. And there's a geek across the table from me wearing right. a warning do not feed the champions t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's a lol reference. That is a lol reference. I see many... From fami- Penny Arcade, but it's a Penny Arcade t-shirt, right. but yeah, it is a lol Referring reference. Referring to lol, though. Yeah. Yeah. Some very familiar-looking staves poking up from behind the uh, the jungle. That's right. The bushes. You're in the bush. In, <laughs> not touching that. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, gaming news that came out this uh, past week, announced on Twitter. Uh, so long, and thanks for all the spectral fish, which was also the title of the uh, research thread this week, because that was the title of Ghost Crawler's farewell post to the uh, WoW forums. Yeah. Because he is departing Blizzard for a, quote, the normal exciting new opportunity right. somewhere else to be yet Still to be announced. pretty monumental. I mean... He was such a, a customer-facing, good guy, face of Blizzard to yeah. the WoW community. Um, I had the, in In probably the hardest role facing the community. Yeah. The forum, I mean... Class balance. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... But active in the forums, yeah. answering questions all the time on Twitter, on the forums, everywhere you can reach me, was always happy mm-hmm. to Hosting let people know, even when it was bad news for people. To, uh, and Ghostcrawler promised me a pony. Right, um, right. 
and did the job exceptionally well. Yeah. Yeah. I a very mean, thankless job. A very thankless job um, about as well as you probably could do it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everybody has still to this day a gripe about their cl- chosen class. I like the fact that the end of his post is PPS was, by the way, I play a holy priest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because he never up to that point really revealed what he, he refused. Was, yeah, because uh, people because would say, oh, you're, you're skewed. Yours. Yeah, yes. You're skewed. So. Yeah, but his, his postscript before that was, no, you can't have a pony. Right. Or a moose. <laughs> or a mantis shrimp. Or a tardigard. Or a crab. Keep trying, though. Right, right. So. He so, is heading out for challenges unknown. So, Greg, we will miss you. I had the opportunity to uh, meet him and participate in an episode of The Instance live from the most recent BlizzCon. Nice. So I sat, actually, Russell Brower, you know, the right. composer of everything Blizzard, yes. was between us. Uh-huh. Uh, so, oh, oh, how that sucked. Um, so if you go back and listen to the BlizzCon 2013 episode of uh, Live from The Instance, that was me. Yeah. I do a little bit of that, and that was awesome. And he was, and at that time, we didn't know sure. that that was going to be his last official media appearance. He did. He right. since he was said on Twitter, yeah, I knew that. I wanted to make sure I got over there because I knew it was this was going to be it for me because mm-hmm. it was already decided at that point. And so I was like, I got to be a little piece of sad, sad Blizzard piece. history. Oh, yeah. So Ghost Crawler, uh, we wish you luck in whatever your new endeavors are. And... Uh, I still want a pony. Yeah. All gamers do. Be nice. I mean, you can take the cynic view and go, well, all the classes are the same now, so <laughs> they can put in a monkey now to do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I let the let the old subscription expire again. Like I said, I, yeah, I really haven't played, so I, I, who knows? Well, I, got the, I got the beta key for Hearthstone, so oh, did you? that's all my That's all right, my Hearthstone. Time. Oh, no. Z phone. Uh, oh, it's Iola. She's traveling. You take okay. it. Okay. Yep. I'll keep going from here. So, uh, in other sad news, we have the PA report has been announced closure. Uh, some changes to Penny Arcade in general. They're also going to shut down PA TV. I didn't really do much, though, with PA TV. I'm very sad to see the closure of the PA report. That was. It wasn't Iolite, where I. Got... says hi. Oh, there you go. It wasn't where I got all my news from the PA report, but it was definitely the news site that gave me stories that I didn't see other places. It was yeah. more in-depth. It was more... In tune with what we were interested yeah, in. Yeah, or just at least an interesting angle that maybe wasn't talking about the latest review or the latest uh, you know, news out of a big studio. It was more like, here's a, a game, and or here's a, a game focusing on the Palestine-Israel conflict and why this might be an important game or stuff like that or, you know, gender roles or just sometimes just silly things like, hey, I got to use uh, the Oculus Rift to fly down the trench of, of uh, the, the Death, Death Star. Star. So, you know, interesting stuff that you just didn't catch a lot of other places. Uh, ben Kuchara, if I'm pronouncing his name right, was their lead writer and really did a good job in most of his articles that I read. Um, was it, it was engaging. really into his work. Yeah. Well, and Tycho, when he was writing about the changes, he's, he said, I feel profoundly sorry towards Ben because yeah. he did absolutely everything we asked him to do and more and did it better than we could ever have demanded and his reward is we're eliminating his position yeah and we feel he was saying we feel really bad about this it's just that and the the feeling you get from reading Tycho's uh description is they feel like they're doing too much right and doing none of it well 
or none of it to the standards that they would like to hold themselves. And I think they're they're also making some recognition. I mean, they've already said, you know, PAX is just too important. It is the thing. And now adding that third PAX, you know, even yep. when we saw them last, this this past year in Seattle, they were like, we're worn out. We've yeah. got to space these out more. It's, it's too much. It's killing us. And then they've done a lot around Thornwatch and the, the two other offshoots to that series. Uh, Thornwatch, um, the... The kids. Yeah, I can't the, um, remember what that one's called. It's in the tip of my I tongue. Know. I know which one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. IRC, help us out. Yeah. Um, not Trailblazers. No. Um, it's like the Scouts. I can't remember. Yeah, they're basically they're basically the Scouts of their of the fantasy world. The yeah. Boy Scouts of the fantasy world, but I can't remember what they're called. Lookouts, lookouts, lookouts. And then they had the more recent one where it kind of had a backdoor crossover with lookouts, where you could they yeah. had dialogue from the lookouts off off camera, right? And but the the daughter of the forest da- you know, yeah, becoming daughter of Erie or something yeah, like that. Um, but yeah, I mean they're definitely that's they're putting a lot of energy into those. Um, Mike also is developing his own role playing game based on that. Yep. Uh, you know they've done game development before, and you know Tycho seemed. Still really interested in that, Mike, not so much. So it seems like they they had some stuff that they wanted to get to that they weren't able to. And it'll be interesting to see this next year and the anniversaries again. This is their 15th anniversary. Right, that's what made them pause to reevaluate. And so we'll see if if it's worth it. I mean, I'm really curious now for next year's uh, pa- PAX. Q&A. For the Q&A to see, do you guys think you've, you hit the mark with... With your balance or closing down it was that successful or do you look back and regret letting go of of either the pa report or pa tv yep and well it also remains to be seen if somebody picks up the ball on either of those i don't know if they'll pick up the ball i mean i think ben like the writers for the pa report probably will get picked up somewhere i just don't know if they're going to do their own thing or if they'll just glom on to a and also pa tv basically all the shows that are there exist in and of their own rights right so they you can find them on their own sites yes it just won't be you know on the the one channel yeah which is you know Duh! What what have I done with Alpha Geek Radio? I've made a channel for a whole bunch of other shows, right. and you, but you can always consume those shows at their directly site. from their spigot. Now the question also would be: Is are they going to continue strip search? Yeah, that and, was their produced thing right. on their and show. The so. indications are probably not. Yeah, probably not because they they think this is great, but, but it's not what we set out to do yeah. or what we will want to continue yeah. doing. So, Penny Arcade. Penny, not Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade. I'm Arcade. doing well. <laughs> Penny Arcade has, in in a lot of ways, come to just kind of symbolize the geek culture sure. in many ways because it's such a large-scale thing we can refer to, mm-hmm. and geeks done good. Right. They have created, and they refer to you know PAX as this thing that has its own life now. Yeah. And Child's Play is this other it's thing they huge. created that has a life of its own now, and yeah. they want to build those so that they and they want it to be that they are here long after they are gone. They want Pax to endure, and they want Penny and they want Child's Play to endure yeah. beyond their involvement. And they, but they also don't seem interested in expanding much because like we talked last week about that job description i mean they're a staff of 15 people right and doing all huge amounts of stuff that you'd look at and you go there's no way well, a staff and of this 15 is maybe why they're 
they're they're right. bringing it back. Well, that's the staff of Penny Arcade itself. Right. Child's Play is a separate business entity. Oh, it has that, its okay. own staff. There's some crossover. Was, right. And I uh, get the impression that they may Penny Not Arcade Expo one. may be becoming its own business entity model. Yeah. And this may be the slimming down of Penny Arcade proper. Mm-hmm. And let those other businesses run themselves, perhaps with other people directly helming them, with Gabe and Tycho consulting with them yeah. or advising. Not possible. We'll see. This is what happens. It just gets too big for a couple of nerds to yeah. handle. And, and I mean, they didn't want to just become a mega, you know, just for the sake of being people, a right. staff type organization. If you look back through their history, you know, when Robert Koo arrived on the scene mm-hmm. and taught the boys about business. Like, yeah. Let me run your business for you so you can do what you, what you do. do. Right, right. And help them get the rights to publish their own comics back. Because um, they had made lots of, of blunders, mm-hmm. not uncommon blunders, early on. They basically signed away the rights to publish their own stuff. Right, right. And said, okay, let's, let, me, let me show you what I know and how to not do this. And from that. We got things like PATV and yeah. Penny Arcade Expo and Child's Play. So I lay a lot of this at Koo's door. And oh, I'm sure I'm really he, thankful yeah. that he helped it mature into the sustainable thing that it is. Yeah. I, 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 think, and I think it's consistent with the direction we've seen over the last year where they did a Kickstarter to take ads off their page. And yeah. Do stuff Which is a really interesting really idea. Really try to make it more back to just the pure essence of the writing and the comic that was on the site and yep. so like i said it falls in line it's sad to see that piece go because i think it was valuable it was good service but hopefully it'll get picked up somewhere or in some other it form. will emerge in some form where we can still get to it because need our yeah. fix um okay so we got a couple pieces of news from telltale games yeah they're getting in everything these days yeah i mean you know okay so first thing is the the, the obvious which is walking dead uh uh, season season two, two is coming out, I believe, January. Is that one January or is that one this month in December? I'll have to look. Because yeah, I know they have one. two big announcements is that the season two, two is going to start. I think maybe that is January. But also the second episode of Wolf Among Us is about to release as well. Right. Uh, I thought Wolf Among Us was the was the one first. So that yeah, that Walking Dead was later. Yeah, so that might be January may then be. I just remember thinking, okay, Daxa will be very pleased. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It's instant. That, Go away, leave me alone. Yeah, that's an interesting game. It's one of the. It's the only game I really where I get it and I play all the way through it. Like there is no break for me. There's no like okay, I'll save here and come back because I just want to experience it all just in ah, one shot. That's him. Yeah, that's him. So it's like I'm gonna lock myself away for three hours and go through it. And so it's, it's the right chunk of time to to, to do it. Uh, the other big news though is. They got the license for Game of Thrones to do a game set in Game of Thrones, the TV series version of the game. Right. Or of the story, I should say. So it's not based on the books. It's based on the HBO series. And there's already a craptastic game out there. There's been several craptastic Game of Thrones games because basically, I don't know if it was Martin or whoever said, you want to make a game? You're going to give us how much money? Here you go. And here's the rights to it. And we're not going to look at it. And here's voice actors from the TV series and have fun. And and, and they just plugged it into generic MMO engines right. or just generic first person. Well, I think they did like engines. a strategy one yeah. that was just god awful. And I mean, there's been a lot of interesting fan created stuff as mods yeah. for other games, but 
But now Telltale's on the case. But now Telltale's on the case, and you think, oh, if you take their engine and their storytelling method and you put it into that universe. Good fit. And especially, oh, man, if if you really take the gloves off in terms of, I guess, just all the horrible stuff that people do to each other in that universe. Whatever do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Wolf Among Us is it's pretty intense hardcore, but it's still set in a fantasy type universe. This one gets a little bit more grounded in uh, just because it's all just plotting and backstabbing. And so some of your decisions, I'm sure. Who's are going screwing to me be now? Amazingly wrong. And am I related to them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess that, see, that's the weird intersection between ABC's Once Upon a Time and HBO's yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Everyone's related. Yeah. Creepy, creepy. Mm. But anyways, I think it'll be a it it it's promising. Very promising. Bodes well. T- Telltale right now is approaching you know Valve status oh. like they have a property it will be golden. Well, uh, and they're <laughs> doing something that Valve promised they would do and didn't deliver. They're making episodic content right. in a timely freaking right. manner. <laughs> Half-Life 3. Um yeah. Or Half Life two, two episode three, three yeah, would be nice. Because <laughs> I mean, that if you you know put your mind back to years ago, where the whole idea of Half Life was it would be episodic releases, and yeah. that didn't last. And yeah, Half Life three confirmed. Um, <laughs> so yes, Telltale has filled that void that Valve carved out. And then didn't deliver on, and then they've come up and said, well, here's how you do it, Valve. Well, yeah, and they, they've come and said, look, we're going to be story-based. We are putting all our efforts... And Half-Life isn't? Well, it is, but, I mean, still, Half-Life also runs on a pretty intense first-person shooter engine. Yes. It has to have snappy controls. So much of Half-Life also had multiplayer implica- uh, implications that they did have to spend a lot of time there. Telltale... F- in general, is really well. I like the graphic style, especially Wolf Among Us, is really well drawn. But the gameplay itself is pretty simplistic uh, in comparison to a, a Half Life Two. Uh, so they, so they, they, they really crank put them their out eggs into the. We're going to make an intense story. Great you're, you're going to want to show up for the story. Crazy, yeah. This decision trees that you'll have to pick between and really engross you that way. So. And and that's what they're running with, and they've done they've proven it now in two cases. I can only assume that's the style they're going to go for with the Game of Thrones. They game. indicate it will, yeah, basically. Uh, Not much information on it other than they. But they basically say the first episode yeah. will be available sometime next year. So it's you know, right. they basically have said it's going to be episodic. So I'm a, I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that they're going to use the Walking Dead model on this one where. You get sure. chunks, chunks of the story every couple of four or well, five months. And it's it's a consistent, you know, you it's it's the McDonald's theory. You know, you're going to go to Telltale. You know what type of experience you're. Yeah, gonna it's get. even announced as a Telltale Games series, right. Game of Thrones. So, I mean, yeah, like anything else, like if you pick up a Call of Duty game, you know in general what you're going to get. So, in this case, dogs. Yeah, a lot of dogs apparently driving yeah. cars. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Let the dog drive. Let the dog Whoa! drive. Let what? the dog drive. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, they were yeah, they're hurting for new features and well, uh, those combat, you know, assist dogs exist. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want it as, you know, yeah. a feature of my console game. Right. But I digress. Right. I'm I'm no authority on such things, so I should just shut my mouth. Ugh. Shut your mouth. Shut um, your mouth. Something that wasn't actually in the spreadsheet that I came across on Reddit. So uh, 
4chan, and for the love of God, don't go to 4chan on my word. I don't want to be responsible for yeah. someone's first exposure to it. Uh, slash B, yet again, in their lovely trolling glory, managed to make a very convincing-looking infographic to push out right at the Xbox One launch ah. and get, get it linked to a lot of places, and it was the alleged instructions for enabling Xbox 360 backwards compatibility, which is turned <laughs> off by default, but you can enable it with these simple four steps. Oh, jeez. And they were the steps to self-brick your Xbox One. Wow. There's an unfinished set of development tools in there that Microsoft has not fully released yet that they eventually will release to yeah. the public for people to do their own development. And but the header is in there, and they figured out how to get people in there and edit system settings to make the machines bricks. Oh, my God. And a not insubstantial number of people apparently have fallen for it. Well, shame on, shame on a lot shame of on people 4chan. on that one. Shame yeah. on 4chan. Shame on Microsoft for leaving that capability in there. Shame on the people for believing what they read on the Internet. Yep. It's, it's just Very a VA, go forth and find it. You should be able to find it pretty easily. It, it made it to the, to the front page of a lot of the, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, gawker sites and such. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and you look at the infographic, and it is professional, no, and I'm sure. it looks like it belongs right on Microsoft's site. Yeah, because if you're gonna troll, troll hard. Troll, yeah, troll big. Troll and hard. they did. Wow. Speaking of big, though, uh, there's a cute little, uh, somewhat fluff piece, but it's, it's still close to our our old old school gamer hearts. Um, from prexamples.com. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man return marked by world record for largest playable game projection. So they basically tooled up a projected version of Pac-Man onto the side of a hotel building and made the graphics go between the windows perfectly so it fits perfectly on the... So it's not a, it's not a proper yeah. Pac-Man maze because it's adapted to the building right, that's, right. Being, uh, that's been projected on. But it's basically it's a, a lakeward-facing face of this building and then from a ramada across the lake they have a huge controller and you can play pac-man on the side of the hotel from across the water and they won the guinness world record for the largest projected uh, largest playable game projection that's pretty cool yeah that was uh the gadget show partnered this week to provide their return of the arcade classic pac-man breaking Mm -hmm. a guinness world record and actually i was at uh They've got a new uh, chain in town here called Main Event, uh, okay. which is basically Mammoth Arcade. Okay. And it's really, it's a casino for children. Oh, okay. Because it's the it's the ticket, ticket system, but yeah. it's all electronic. Okay. So they get a swipe card. Ah, so there's okay. no money. So there's their chips instead of their money. Right. And it electronically tracks all of them. Um, and it's got the massive bowling alley with the 85-inch projection TVs nice. above them. And two restaurants, and the challenge course uh, hanging from the ceiling, and every video game known to man, including this massive four-man versus Pac-Man game of Doom with a huge screen. Versus Pac-Man? I I don't don't understand how it works, but it is a four-player Pac-Man game. I wonder if like people are controlling the ghosts or something. I don't. I've not cool. actually seen it played. Huh. We were there right after, before they actually had their grand opening. Oh, ah, okay. So there weren't a ton of people there, so it wasn't being played, and, and Nemesis was not interested in it. But I was like, already then. Hmm. And that made me think of 
Yeah. I thought of that when I saw this huge projection. It's like, okay. Interesting. But yeah, but basically, yeah, it's a casino for children. Okay. Well, gotta got get them started young, yeah. <laughs> and it's really, I really like, wow, they're indoctrinating them right. at a young, young right. age because this is very, very thinly veiled casino. My God, get out of here, Nemesis. Save yourself. And uh, in the IRC, uh, Barry VA has delivered the. Uh, Xbox, Xbox prank. Daily dots. Yep. yep. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Fake instructions to convince users to brick their systems. And I'm not going to read them out on the air. No. Because <laughs> I'm not the oh, devil. That's ridiculous. Oh, well. Bastards. Uh, ah. They, and also a link. And these will be in the show notes as well. The link to the uh, versus Pac-Man that I was talking about. Nice. It's I'll a credit eater, apparently. What a surprise. Hmm, imagine that. Mm, it's like Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, oh, God, still, hel- so still held to be the hardest uh, arcade video game ever. I believe it. That was brutal. I mean, it was basically you know two hits and you're dead, yeah. three lives, and Impossible. the margin for error was, yeah. was, was so unbelievably tiny. Yeah, that was rough. I remember. But, I mean, people liked it. I played it in the arcade, and then I got it on like my Nintendo and I played it there, and I would die horrifically. I'd always over just move over. next door to Altered Beast. Rise from your grave. Well, no, I mean Ghosts and Goblins was uh, was eight bits, so yeah. there was no Rise from Your Grave. That's sixteen. No, 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 I'm saying right next to it was uh, Altered Beast. Oh, I kicked the crap out of Rise of Altered Beast. Right, so yeah. that's why I would play that right because yeah. Ghosts and Goblins would. would Kick oh, yeah. my ass every time. It was one of the early early versions of insert more coins to continue. So speaking about kicking your ass, so I've decided to uh, <laughs> do tell take on uh, the challenge of learning how to play Crusader Kings two, which is a very in depth. It's a paradox game. So they're the folks that make like Europe Universalis and a lot of hardcore strategy games. So this one is set in like. 10th century you play any country you want and it's very game of thrones ish and it's all about backstabbing plots and lineage lines and all this stuff so i just watched the first tutorial video which is 55 minutes long and at the end of the video the guy goes okay so next video we'll start playing the game (laughs) (laughs) that should tell you everything you need to know it is like Wow, I mean, the amount of stuff you can do in it is just awesome, but it is like going to a college course to learn how to play a video game. So it's been been interesting. But speaking about Game of Thrones, they have a really in-depth Game of Thrones mod for that that uh, that engine. Well, it sounds like well. they're made for each other. It's, yeah. yeah, it looks just perfectly made for it. So Sweet. hopefully within a few weeks, I'll actually have started a game and I can report on whether or not it's something worth Day five, time. have not finished tutorial. Yeah, exactly. Lights growing dim. And like, apparently the in-game tutorial is just crap, but they've lovely made a, a web series as one guy. He's been pretty good. It really does a good job of in-depth following it. But, I mean, you get to these points where you're like, you know, and you have this person and they may be part of your court and you have to, you know, they may get too much of a faction against you. And then you have to deal with that faction because either you have to appease them or sometimes you just got to shiv a bitch. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, those are the choices you're going to have to weigh. <laughs> I just, I'm just seeing in my head, in the selection dialogue, yeah. the rotary selection, shiv a bitch. A bees, shiv a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go with Shivovich. I'm going to go with a break because we've yeah. reached Shivovich territory. That's right. And it's time 
for a little uh, Jonathan Colton, it being the holiday season and all. Got to get our annual dose of the Podsafe Christmas song, because who doesn't have enough uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks-esque mm-hmm. singing in their lives? You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. Also encoded for you on and sponsored by Doghouse Systems. If you're looking to gift someone in your life with a fantastically powerful and incredibly well-supported, which is actually where they shine the most. They helped me uh, do some troubleshooting on this and actually had a technician who was interested and capable of diagnosing what was causing a blue screen problem instead of the rote response you'll get from most of them. Have you reloaded it from scratch mm-hmm. and done a clean reload of Windows? And then they won't talk to you until you've blown away your machine, which is the the experience I have in working in IT when yeah. talking with a lot of hardware vendors is we're not going to continue troubleshooting with you right. until you demonstrate that the problem persists through a clean reload of the operating system. So you want me to blow away a production machine yeah. to satisfy your curiosity that it's not a hardware problem when clearly it is. And I didn't get any of that attitude from Doghouse Systems, which hmm. was so... Pleasantly different. It's always good. To all the other experiences I have had. So while the hardware is fantastic, the support after the sale is really, it's what they, how they market themselves. And I have now had a chance to experience it and to be able to interface with an intelligent human being over email and send samples of dump files and get the intelligent and correct answer back without the, have you blown away your machine and started over from scratch? Right was so uplifting. Yeah. So I can give a heartfelt recommendation now, not just because they sponsor the show and then gave us a discounted uh, rig for you guys for you guys to buy for us. Thanks again, by the way. Um, they helped keep it working without yeah. uh, being stupid about it. So check them out on the web at www.doghousesystems.com. You will be glad that you did. Cool. Here comes the Pod Safe Christmas song. We'll be back right after this. Okay, guys, everyone ready to sing the song? Yeah, we're going crazy. Great. Now, remember, it's almost Christmas, and nobody has any pod-safe Christmas music, so uh, that's your motivation here. Uh, CC Chapman, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. And uh, Lennon Nora from Jawbone, good to go? Let's do this! And uh, Adam Curry, Skyping in from the helicopter flying somewhere above your golden palace. You all patched in there, Adam? Adam. Adam! Pretty good, guys, except, uh, Adam, you sounded a little bit like you were rushing it there at the end. Uh, you know what I mean? Buddy? Whatever, dude. All right, well, I can't say I care for the attitude, but, you know, just pay attention next time. Now, uh, the rest of you, I just wanted to go over... Adam. Adam, did you say something to me? No. Huh. That's funny. I thought I heard you say something. No, I didn't. Look. I don't want to go through this with you again. We're here to sing a song about pod-safe Christmas music, and I, I just want everyone to do their best, you know? 
mean, can you just give me a little effort? Shut up, Cece. Adam, just give me a little effort, okay? Adam? Adam? Adam! Jesus, what? We want a positive Christmas song. We want a song that's fit to play. Don't make us rude. We don't want to get sued by the folks at the RIA. We have been good the whole year long. Santa, don't delay. Give us a positive Christmas song. Nice job, you guys. Really, you nailed it. Dang, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, not too shabby. Nailed it. I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, we may have saved Christmas. And special thanks to you, Adam, for paying attention. Yeah, screw you. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow at rehearsal. Yeah, you'll see me tomorrow at rehearsal. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at FrogPants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Research Chaos is the segment brought to you by the all-volunteer research team at AlphaGeekRadio.com. And as previously mentioned, the title of uh, this week's thread was the So Long and Thanks for All the Spectral Fish edition in honor of the departure of Greg Ghostcaller Street from Blizzard. <gasps> I have a sad... Hmm. And one of the things I stumbled across uh, this week was something I wonder, now that I've seen it, I wonder why this had not been done sooner. So I'm an old school Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan. And if you're a part of the Great Unwashed and don't know what that is, uh, get out there and figure it out now. It is one of the great uh, sci-fi comedy franchises of all time that not all fans know, actually began its life as a BBC radio production in its first incarnation and then became books, television series, and ultimately movie much later. And someone has gone back and done animations based on the radio plays for some of the funnier um, and more well-known segments from... uh, the original and first and second series of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy from the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. Mm-hmm. And so there's a great one with uh, Marvin the Paranoid Android facing off with a giant battle droid. Yeah. And he's been left to stop the huge, basically, rolling tank with no weapons, no nothing, and manages to do it in his own special way. Right. <laughs> and... This animator went back and basically did some fun cartoon animation to go along with it. And there's there's five or six of these from the original and second uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series. And they are completely awesome. So you'll find those in the show notes. And since they are video, they're not great for the uh, radio portion of our uh, show. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to point it out to you because I think it's something that's worth your time. And, if, and maybe a backdoor introduction to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series where even if you have read the books are a worthwhile pursuit. Number one, because the production values are very high and the voice acting and the acting in general is just great. That and the second series is really wildly different from a lot of the stuff that appeared in the books. Mm-hmm. It uh, veers off to the left about a third of the way through and goes to a very different place than any of the books ultimately did because once Douglas Adams sat, sat down to write the books, he just he took the story in, in a different 
direction. Right. A few of the story elements crop up, but um, things like the Lintillas and the uh, the man who rules the universe are handled differently in the radio uh. series, and, and they're awesome and worth and worth experiencing. So if you have never done the first two series of the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio dramas, find them. You will be happy that you did. I'll have to. I've never, I haven't heard. I mean, I've heard bits and pieces of them, but I've never listened to all of them. Well, it's weird because there was the original radio series, mm-hmm. which they never thought there would be a sequel, so they kind of tie it up nicely at the end. Yeah. And then they said, oh, do another one. So he did another one and left a big cliffhanger ending. So, of course, they never did a third know, series. Yeah. <laughs> then they came back and redid them as albums. Oh, wow. And didn't just take the recordings and put them on vinyl. They redid them. Oh, wow. So there is a subtly different version of both series available, and, and actually not so subtly different in some ways, that are the album versions. So there's the radio series, albums, books, TV, all mishmashed together. So there's lots of different, and they're all canonical, written by Douglas Adams versions. They're just, each one is a unique and special snowflake. Huh. Um, but if you want to be a purist about it, just find the BBC radio production yeah. and go for it. Hmm, nice. Yeah, it's fun, fun stuff to be had and available in many different formats in this modern age. But yes, I actually, I listened to the album version on vinyl because I'm that old. Nice. And kids out there, ask your parents. Yeah. Just vinyl? Vanel? Vanilla, is that a file type? <laughs> V-N-L? What? Yeah. Is that VLC media player? Were you misspelling it? What, dude? I mean, come on. I forget where I saw it. I don't know if it was off Facebook or if it was from the research from last week or something, but it had like this teacher that was showing five-year-olds like technology from like the 80s, basically, 70s, 80s, and yep. like they like had no idea what to do with it. They're, uh-huh. like, they're like, what is this thing? And it was like, it was a record, and they're like, is, this is a really big CD. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one is only people of a certain age will understand how this is related to this. And mm-hmm. they show a picture of a cassette tape. And a pencil. Yeah. How are these things two two things related? And right. Anyone from our generation is like, well, of course you use that to rewind to realign yeah. the tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your tape gets all bent out, yep. out of there, you gotta wind it back if, up. Yes. If your cassette deck would eat the tape, and you right. would hear that crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Oh no! Right. Right. You knew it was happening. The spindle has the tape. Save it. It's like an eight-bit cartridge and breath. <laughs> <laughs> still one of the best t-shirts out there it's just a picture of the of the cartridge and the words blow me blow me that's right because <sighs> we're all 12 year olds inside mm-hmm. but i digress uh where were we we are on the research chaos thread so we mentioned earlier uh x-men apocalypse is officially right. in development in other marvel news the previously announced netflix slash Disney Marvel team-up right? that will lead eventually to the uh, Defenders made-for-Netflix te- made uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. The first character to be featured in his own episodes will be Daredevil. And the director has been announced, and the director will be Drew Goddard. And Drew Goddard is known to those who frequent the Joss Whedon uh, realms because he frequently crosses paths and works with both Joss Whedon and J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay. So he has been all over some very high-profile, very popular and well-done uh, fantasy and sci-fi properties. 
So people were very pleased to see that he has gotten the nod to head up this first effort at Netflix partnering to bring more superhero action from the Marvel Universe to the small screen in this case. So hopes are high that this will turn out to be a, a quality project and we'll see lots of fun goodness and stories from Hell's Kitchen uh, for many years to come. Go yeah. Drew. Go Drew. It's a, and it's a, there's a lot of wealth of, of stories there that are a little more skewed towards mature themes, I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah, anything Kingpin related. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of the big bad of that but again, it's, it's in Hell's Kitchen. It's it's a rough area. It's um, sex, drugs. It has a lot of Frank Miller stories to draw on. Yeah, which are always uh, a little rough. Sunshine, kittens, yeah. and ponies so, raping each other. I mean, it, I think, but it, it's good, especially since they're putting it on Netflix. You have a chance to tap more into that and get maybe even more people interested in the whole Superville universe, where you know things like. Uh, Iron Man is very poppy, you know, like, ha-ha, even though he does have the edginess to him of that he's so he doesn't arrogant. Have the edgy, he doesn't have the edginess of early 80s. But he uh, doesn't have, Iron yeah, Man. he's not the raging alcoholic right. version of, of Tony Stark. He's alcoholic or, light. He's alcoholic. He's yeah, the funny he's alcoholic. He's fun alcoholic. Like, oh, that's funny, he's drunk again. <laughs> yeah. So. But it's the, just the entire concept of this is what we've talked about before, mm-hmm. the promise of direct production with an online provider like Netflix of servicing a smaller audience without going for the big cash grab. Right. Or while, excuse me, while simultaneously going going for the big cash grab. I think Marvel Disney has it dialed in where, okay, we're swimming in money. Yeah. From all these high profile properties we have both on the big screen, the small screen and the video game screen, Disney Mm -hmm. infinity, Money printing machine for Disney. Yeah, I ended up buying that for uh, my uh, niece and nephew. And your uh, sister and brother-in-law will hate you forever. Probably. Well, it's so funny because they're like, oh, they're already into Skylanders. I'm like, oh, man. Not for long. You're they're not, not. going to like me then because I'm about to introduce another Whole batch new of wrinkle. toys you need to buy. Yep. Yeah. So they've got the cash. Right. So they can foster these smaller projects which will return a modest reward Mm -hmm. but make a particular section of their fan base ravenously loyal yeah and to me that is only a good business decision right because a a solid core fan base who will follow you anywhere and who will forgive your inevitable mistakes because they're going to screw up at some point and they're going to release something bad (laughs) <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is potentially That's, that first thing. I would argue that Agents of Shield might potentially be that first thing, and if, people if are being really, try, really forgiving, being of forgiving it. for sure. And why are they being forgiving? Because we're hot off the heels of the Avengers, yeah, which was tremendous build up and delivered on it, and this is the direct child of that. So right. we're like, well, let's just give them. A, yeah, it's not yeah. great, but it's not and, terrible. And it's only it's only a TV show. It's right. not like it's a movie. We know we've got the movies coming. Yeah. Well, then, but then this Netflix thing is this whole other thing, right? And if they can deliver that more adult content mm-hmm. that the kids aren't necessarily going to be asking to see because won't be promoted as heavily. Right. And the parents can just say, no, this is rated, you know, PG-13 and this is rated R. You're, if you're being a parent, I know that's a big thing to ask in this day and age. Yeah. And actually monitoring what your children are consuming, then it lets them have something for everyone. Sure. And we will 
gladly follow them to the gates of hell because they mostly give us what we want. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., do your homework. We, just, we know you've got it in you. Just step it up a little. Yeah, I'm hoping that this that's just the episode little. today, because they've, they've indicated that they, they feel, the creators feel that this week is a big episode. Okay. And is a one where they kind of deliver on a lot of the promise. And it's the one where they bring back uh, J.R.S. Richards' character yeah. and apparently introduce two more recurring agents who okay. won't necessarily be part of the main team, okay. but will be... Regular, just to show, hey, Shield is this big organization, big, and yeah. you'll see familiar faces coming repeatedly. So we'll see. Well, that that might help too, because yeah, it's definitely a, an aspect of Shield they haven't quite captured right. the fact it's, that it, it is a this global, huge organization. Organization because they're just. I the think they're going to hit that hard in Winter Soldier. I all, would think all, so. Too. All the trailers seem to indicate yeah. where basically they've clearly shown they're building a fleet of helicarriers to right. police the world, right? And Cap has issues with that idea to the mm-hmm. point of crashing at least one of them into the ground. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but looking forward, I'm glad they chose someone who knows the material and has delivered in the past on uh, genre content. So bodes well. Cons friendly. Bring it on. Next. You pick one. All right. Sorry, I'm dazzled by a gigantic pony in IRC. Gigantic pony in IRC? Why am I not in IRC? I don't know. All right. So. I'm oh, gonna... that's uh, GJ, DJ Pwn3. Okay. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> um, entirely. The pony remains a staple of yeah. our Netflix. I'm so thankful. Thank you, Netflix, for delivering User profiles yeah. just in time for my daughter's, daughter's My Little Pony addiction. Because yeah. otherwise, my timeline would be hopelessly contaminated. So thank you, yeah. gods Finally, of Netflix. Finally, it's, uh, it's been, I don't know, maybe a month now where they've had the user profiles on the Xbox. So yeah. I have that. And they've now delivered it for the newer Roku boxes. It oh, looks nice. like the older ones won't be getting it. But our one Roku 3 box picked it up, and it's a beautiful implementation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, works great, looks good, yeah. gives you all the features it got used to on the Apple TV. Yeah, it's really nice. I like it a lot. Bring it on. All right, so uh, this one is, can MTV and John Favreau really bring Shannara to life on television? On what network? MTV. Ah, that can't be a good idea. I don't know. I'm not a Shannara fan. I actually couldn't. Get through. Yeah, the first that's good. I, neither could I. It just. Like, I think I I've just, already read Lord of the Rings. I yeah, don't need it again. I just and I hit it at a bad point. I think it was right around the time I was where Robert Jordan was still writing really good stuff, and I may have just started getting into Martin at that point. I'm not sure, but at least very least, I was probably reading Jordan. So I was right around book four and five. So Fires of Heaven, and those were really pretty solid books. Yeah. And that was I before started reading. I, somebody was like, "You got to read Shannara. How did you not read this? This, this is, blah, is blah, blah, basic. This basic. Is great. You have to know this." And one. I was like, "I started reading it, and it was just not interesting. Yeah, like I, it was really plodding and, along." And is this the future of Earth? Because yeah. there's weird tech here. There's a flashlight and what? Uh, yeah, uh, it just didn't grab me. And it, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, but you love oh, and the, the sword be- just tells." truth i've never seen that trope before yeah yeah and i mean 
Like I liked the Belgarad. Like that was the Belgarian really, was awesome. Was great. Pogara the source. That whole that whole universe. Yeah, that whole David universe Lee was nice. I mean, it's skewed towards younger. It, like I I reread it when I read it to Aridin, like when he was ten or eleven, and I was like, okay, yeah, the writing's definitely at a younger level, yeah. but it's still a fun universe and it made sense and it had enough going. Other than the first book, it had a lot of stuff going on in it. The Sonara, it was just I was going and going. And I'm like, all right, I'm just bored. Like missing nothing. number in the. IRC is asking what is Shannara. The Sword of Shannara was the first book in the Shannara. Yeah. I don't know how many. Perry Brooks. Perry Brooks. Lots of books in the series. Tons. It's, it's held to be one of the pinnacle, the, the pillars of, of fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. Um, I think Grail and I just are, are amongst those that didn't quite just get didn't it. Do it's often accused of being just, uh, in its early books anyway, of being just a clone of uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because. Um, Aladon or Alaron? I, I honestly, I read. Basically, there's, so there's a can, there's a character in there who is basically Gandalf, right? Um, yeah, wizard comes, shows up, knows what's going on, manipulates, powerful, things. but doesn't actually do anything yeah. in terms of like he just helps, but he's not like just not allowed to directly forefront. intervene. Yeah, so. and also later is later revealed to be a rat bastard who, right. who will screw you to get the work done if if he's given half a chance. Um, so. And it's it's there's new books coming out, you know, to this day he is still writing yeah. in that universe, and apparently it's a great cash cow for him. Great, never grabbed us, but it is a major sci-fi series, and it is being adapted for television by Favreau of Iron, Iron Man, Man fame. Yeah, big deal. Um, and MTV. on MTV, yeah. Which I mean, I, I understand MTV stopped being about music decades ago. Sure. And all they do is make television shows. It just doesn't... I'm assuming it's going to be an angsty, teeny bopper-esque version of... When, and the, 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 the material lends itself to that to a certain extent. Yeah. It is, it's young teenage yeah. people usually are the protagonists in these things. They can make it work. Um, and it's, you know, that fantasy genre now is cropping up more and more like obviously the the success of lord of the rings is propelled well, sometimes this. we get lord of the rings and sometimes we get aragon yeah aragon was not good well the source material wasn't that great either no but i mean that's a beloved series of right. books by kids but uh, also i mean we, we saw this star wars when Anne fantasy. mccaffrey was still alive yeah dragon riders of pern another pillar of, oh, of course, sci-fi, sci-fi slash fantasy. Because it turns right. out it was science fiction all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was great with doing that kind of. Yeah. And that's one I love and consumed ravenously. And that television series got within one day of production, mm-hmm. and yeah. she pulled the plug because at the last second the studio swooped in and said, "We're changing it all. It's going to be an angsty teen yeah. drama." And we're fundamentally changing your character's motivation. And she said, oh, yeah? Guess Done. what? Right. right of refusal in the contract. I'm taking my bat and my ball, and I'm going home. And it was never revisited uh, before her death. So, a la J. Michael Straczynski with Crusade, right. there are people who create art who are willing to stand up for the integrity of their art yeah. and say, I don't care about the paycheck. I care about delivering the story to an audience, and this is not the story I want to deliver. That's what I'm afraid will happen with Shannara. Even though I don't know the source material, something doesn't get that popular and that beloved without having some merit to it. Sure. Fifty Shades of Grey notwithstanding. Um, 
I'm not a middle-aged housewife. I'll never understand. Right. Well, I mean, Twilight got insanely popular. We do not speak the name of the evil. Uh, I'm just saying, I mean, things can get popular and not exactly appeal. But in this case, because it's MTV, yeah, I mean, but they didn't MTV do the wolf, Teen Wolf? Wasn't that an MTV show as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've which dabbled. Was, which, was an, which was an interesting take on what was really a really campy movie. Right. <laughs> and then now been turned into yet another Twilight they're, they're trying to dab. And I mean, like, the CW has that show Rain on it, which looks like a Game of Thronesy-ish Ish, time but show. But, you know, dumbed down for But it's network. CW. So, I mean. You, you beautiful just, people all the beautiful time. Beautiful people. So I mean I'm a big like I watch it now like regularly one show on the CW if not two missing number you should read Dragon Riders of Pern um, you go into the series thinking it's a swords and sorcery magic and dragons mm-hmm. story and it is revealed to be not at all what you thought it was yeah later um, and so when we say it's a pillar of fantasy and sci-fi we're not making stuff up and it is completely worth. The, the very lengthy read because she read. she and her son yeah, um, a lot. wrote a lot in there um, over the many, many years. Yeah. But even just the original uh, quadrology uh, was mm-hmm. completely awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. But I think you're going to see that more and more. Uh, I mean, this isn't just the domain any longer of the, the CV channel and, CV. and like Merlin and those type. Like you're starting to see fantasy become expanded out to a lot of different uh, shows or a lot of different networks, I should say. So and this may, may be one of those things we look back at and say, wow, you know, MTV pulled it off. It's it's or possible. Or at least make it interesting. I mean, who yeah. knows? Maybe that'll make it more interesting for me. I don't know. I mean, and in the end, if there's more of it out there, then at least there's more chance that something will hit um, a la Game of Thrones. So from uh, torrentfreak.com, something is a surprise to no one who's been paying attention and knows how to read actual numbers and also just is is a consumer and knows how your own brain works. Mm-hmm. What piracy? Removing DRM, that's digital rights management, right. or uh, denying rights to music lovers, depending on who you ask, boosts music sales by 10%. DRM was once, once praised as the ultimate tool to prevent music piracy, but new research shows that the opposite is true. Comparing album sales of four major labels before and after the removal of DRM reveals digital music revenue increases by 10% when restrictions are removed. What a surprise! Give us what we want in an easily transferable format for a fair price, and we will buy your stuff. Right. How many times do we have to tell the various entertainment industries this before they get the idea? I guess now that they actually see the cash flowing into their coffers, They'll wake up and say, oh, maybe we should just yeah. release it as an MP3. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's the same story we've seen with, like, Apple uh, coming in with iTunes for Napster, where, you know, all you have to do is give us a very easy way of uh, 99 cents a song? And, and reasonable prices, and we'll do it. Amazon's proven this. All these companies that embrace where technology is going and leverage it, 
do so much better than the ones that just fight against it and go, wait, you're crushing our current business model with this. We have to put the brakes on it. And you have folks like the RIAA, uh, the motion picture industry that have tried to fight tooth and nail and God knows how much money they've spent in lobbyists and everything else to try to get laws passed that have ultimately failed. And the companies that have gone in and said, like Netflix said, well, we'll just embrace it. Heck, we'll even create our own content now. They're doing swimmingly. Yeah. So I saw interestingly uh, uh, showing up on my PS3 the other day. The Redbox Live. So the <laughs> guys who do Redbox are moving into streaming because sure. they see the light, the writing on the wall saying, hmm, yeah. people aren't going to necessarily want discs all that much, which is what Netflix saw years ago yeah. when they you know, split wrote, it out, even though it was an insane process. But, but even before that, they but, were doing yeah. streaming, basically building the product that was going to replace their product. Oh, yeah. Which uh, takes some foresight. Uh, but the uh, yeah, just just seeing yet another uh, large company entering the the streaming world, just to see this is where the cash is going to be. Give the people what they want. Right. There will always be a market for those red box machines. So there are plenty of places that are not well served by high speed internet. Mm-hmm. And percentage wise, there's a big part of the U S that simply does not have high speed internet. Sure. So every sure. appliance that uses high speed internet to deliver content in the world is not going to help you. Right. Cause people don't have high speed internet. Right. It's right. just, a, that seems foreign to the use and the me's of the world. And anyone listening to this podcast, who's obviously dialed into internet culture cause they're downloading a podcast or listening yeah. to streaming internet radio. We're not going to get it, but there does, you know, there will be not a huge portion, but a big enough one to support some business models, Mm -hmm. not the blockbuster video model, obviously. No, no, obviously that's, that had its time. Right. But Redbox, you're going to have to pay, you know, pay one service guy to service, you know, 50 machines instead of having a whole staff and a building to pay for and all that. Right. That's more likely to work. Yeah. Especially when you can do things like game rentals as well as uh, movies and such. Yeah, they uh, reduced it down to its bare essence. How was the easiest way to deliver stuff Mm -hmm. to people cheaply? Speaking of delivering stuff to people, Skynet. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) Took you a second. So um, I actually got an email from Amazon on this, and I was like, is it April? Yeah, is this April 1st? (laughs) Amazon Prime Air. Yeah. So Amazon is completely serious about this in the next years, and, and who knows, because they're waiting yeah. on the Federal Aviation Administration to write rules about drone drone, drone, drone flights usage. in metro areas. Right. But they have a video, a, a for instance video on their site that we'll link in the show notes and in the IRC showing delivery via aerial drone. Right. And people have put this up as... In many ways, the next big thing. I've seen it. I mean, I remember when they first came out with it, it was like Taco Copter. I remember we did right. that years ago. The Taco, Taco Bell would be delivering. Yeah. They just drop tacos to you, which it's like. And the FAA is, is writing rules specifically yeah. to govern this because they see it as an inevitable thing. I don't know, man. I know the American public. And it'll become a thing to shoot down. It, you'll be sh- you'll be shopping, yeah, and they just shoot down the drones, get what you get, yeah. And right. I guess also, what's the prevent? Like, if a drone is coming down, it's like lands. Like, 
I will now have take this I will drone. take the drone. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it just seems now like... Now I have my own drone. Maybe the technology is there. Maybe the rules can be written and done in such a way that people aren't... Because I guess my other concern is, what happens if the drone has a malfunction and lands on somebody's head and right. kills them outright? Like, that doesn't sound like good PR. Yeah. So... Which will eventually happen. But if the technology can be there and the safety rules can be there still doesn't account for just human nature right human nature and the human stupidity and it's the very yeah. first thing even before Gabe and Tycho did a, a cartoon with exactly that yeah with guys skeet shooting oh yeah drones out of the sky and saying oh darn that's the wrong charger for my right. phone or somebody's gonna grab it and like fly me away drone and then fall off I mean there's just so many bad things that could happen with this I mean and yet Amazon CEO is like Adam, this is the next big thing. This is it. They're putting a lot of their money and research into making it work. And basically, the frequently asked questions on their site said with a straight face, is this science fiction or is this real? It looks like science fiction, but it's real. Right. And the next question, one day we'll see a fleet of primary vehicles in the sky? Answer, yes, one day. Primary vehicles will be as normal as seeing mail trucks on the road today. When we'll be able to choose primary as a delivery option? We hope the FAA's rules will be in place as early as sometime in 2015. We will be ready by that time. That's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I guess, like any technological leap, it, it Are they going to arm them with rail guns or something to defend <laughs> themselves? I mean, this is freaking Skynet. T- tasers them? Exactly. The person? I don't know. And again, we're harping on Penny Arcade pretty hard, but there was a great um, Penny Arcade comic with this guy. Let's see. It was one day before that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can picture this guy from the South talking about... in. Mark my words, it starts with Amazon delivering the new HDMI cable, and then it's going to end with the sky dark with a thousand drones flying away with all our white babies. <laughs> and then we're going to take them pictures in my backyard, anim- animalizing my dog shit, figure out what kind of dog food he's eating, send me a couple of, uh, send me some kind of, <laughs> some of them coupons for what he likes to eat best. Mm-hmm. I say, send your fire, Lord. Burn up this wicked land. Deliver us from these incredible savings. Yeah. And yeah. there's people who will think about that. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, again, yeah, God, there's so many, There's a lot of different angles you can take with this type of story. Because, yeah, what about the marketing angle? Like, the stuff that now these drones, as they're landing and figuring out more, it's just another data point for marketers. Yep. Well, was somebody available to pick it up at that time? Was Were they not available? What... Just there's how many Wi-Fi access points yeah. did we scan? How, how did we improve Google Street View by taking thousands of pictures with right. every delivery? Right, right. What's there? What type of house is it? An apartment? Is it a house? It's just again uh-huh. a lot of different demographic. What color is their house? I'm, the paint I'm just. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to Jurassic Park where they're talking about they got so obsessed with the fact that they could do it, they never paused to think whether they should. should. But, I mean, in every futuristic city view that we've seen, it has flying stuff. A lot of times it's flying cars, which I don't think ever will work. Self-flying. Again, self-driving vehicles could lead to self-flying vehicles then. Okay. But, nonetheless, that is a very common thought of futurists, that there will be airborne 
delivery mechanisms of either people or items and obviously amazon believes it too and true in the irc corrects me yes the the skeet shooting uh shoppers was uh, pvp online not penny arcade oh, that's though right. in my defense they do share the same offices in seattle right, so right i blend them together in my head but yeah scott kurtz not uh mike and oh, i forgot his name his real name Tycho. gabe no oh. gabe gabe is mike Oh, and Tony, um, Jerry, Jerry. Thank you, yeah. Jerry Holkins and Mike yeah. Krawlick. Always get them. Yeah, I've, I've actually met them and can't keep right. their names straight. I've, I've met Jerry's mom for God's sake. Yep. And interviewed her at that. It's like you're Jerry's mother. You're Tycho's mom. Who's Tycho? I don't know. I mean, I, Jerry, that guy, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, one of the shiny head who runs this thing. Right. Yeah, him. Ah, uh, that's awesome. So yeah, it's uh. I don't know, the, the phrase fraught with difficulty <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, insane, but, you know, possible. There's a lot of stuff that would I mean, probably sound insane, you know, go back 20 years that we're doing now. That True. Uh, a, a global interconnected data network. Yeah. I guess this is the one, though, that where you're like, mm, that might kill people. <laughs> or like or, a lot of our other things. people hijacking it yeah. for, and destroying its ability yeah. to be to efficient. Again, it, it puts a lot of faith in the human race that I don't know is deserved at this yeah. time. Well, I mean, I had an experience over the summer where in the middle of the night, there was this bizarre noise, really freaking loud. Mm. Yeah. And this weird lights flashing in our windows. Did you get anal probed? No. Okay. And what it turns out it actually was is they were mosquito fogging. Oh. So cuz West Nile is an sure, issue sure. and but they have to do it in the middle of the freaking yeah. night. So it was like 2 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. they have to do it because the UV burns it off. Gotcha. So they have to do it in the middle of the night so it can get in there, kill the mosquito eggs. Yeah. And it has to and hopefully and, and, not and the, murder people. And right. the fogger is incredibly loud. And the vehicle had the oh, wow. flashing caution lights. Yeah. But it was this weird sensory assault in the yeah. middle of a halfway. And what I immediately assumed it was was somebody screwing around with an AR drone. Yeah. Hovering outside our window with cameras and, oh, and wow. trolling us. Yeah. Because the law is not specific about privacy what, rights what regarding. Drones and the airspace around your home, and basically mm-hmm. the law has not caught up. So someone can pilot an AR drone yeah. outside your window and look in. And if you didn't block off the window completely, that's your own that's problem. Your problem, right? And I was just thinking, my and the fact that my brain went to that place with you know, yeah, the, the data I had gathered it turns out it was nothing to do with that, right? Right. But tells me that it's in my subconscious as something to be concerned about yeah. that this could conceivably be something that somebody would do and it's just the, the fleets of delivery drones i don't know <laughs> I just, yeah i know people at this point in my life and i don't trust them to not screw that up uh, but ask me again in three four years yeah and i might be saying well of course i always but i mean it's already we already talked about amazon putting Distribution centers all over the damn place and shooting next year for same-day delivery to be the norm. Right, right. So just, you know, truck delivery, but this would be same-hour delivery yeah. for small items. Well, and he gives a lot of the stuff that, like, I forget what the percentage, but a very high percentage of their items delivered is under five pounds. Right, and would so totally work with this. They basically are saying, you know, this would help our business model by so much. Um, we, wouldn't, we would only need to load the trucks with the big stuff. The big stuff, yeah. 
And it's interesting since they're all electrical, you know, pollution. They yeah. cut down on on. Yeah, there's a lot of carbon great, emissions. There's a lot of great reasons for it. There's just some overwhelmingly bad reasons yeah, against just, it. God, <laughs> I just can't get over what I know people will yeah. do to this crap. So, ah, but I digress. All right, all right, we're over time. So, uh, let's do a quick break, and we'll come take some calls and record some stings and have some fun. We, what do we have? We have another John and Elio tune queued up here. This is. Cylon number six. We shall be back right after this. Hey, this is Tom Merritt from Tech News Today. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. She's six foot tall and platinum blonde, saunters with a red dress on. She has powers of seduction We had to flee from Caprica Battle star She the source of our destruction There's 15,000 survivors Racing through the stars And she is cyber number six she is always in my gear They think that I'm a lunatic They don't seem to understand That I'm only human She is only a machine They don't seem to realize She's the angel that we need That we need She said that she is one of twelve How are we supposed to tell Simon or a human Searching for the 13th tribe We can make it there alive Journey to this solar system There's 15,000 survivors Racing through the stars and she is Cyber number six. She is always in my gear. They think that I'm a lunatic. They don't seem to understand that I'm only human. She is only a machine. They don't seem to realize she's the angel that we need.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Nerds with opinions. You are the nerds. You have opinions. Gnomewise is the Skype name to uh, find, to call in. And apparently I'm having a microphone, <laughs> uh, microphone erectile dysfunction. Flaccid I think, microphone. I think, I think we just found, uh, oh, <laughs> found the title for the episode. Sad trombone. <laughs> Uh, sorry, we've got the uh, extra mic for the person who's calling out on Skype to hear us, and I extended it a little too far, and fulcrum, and, and various physical things happened, and it wah, wah, wah. So, once the delay happens and we get out to you, call in and talk about the various things we have annoyed you with by talking about completely wrong, uh, a la, hey, that was PvP Online, not Penny Arcade. I know. We can always count on <laughs> the Irish uh, harumph, harumph. And, of course, some guy with a beard occasionally wants to uh, call in. Yeah. What's with the um, weird string of numbers off to the right in the spreadsheet? I don't know. I didn't put those there. Barry, are you messing with us? Because <laughs> I don't think I put those Because there's there. numbers appearing in there and... I'm not sure we're noting like what time things happen in the show or what, or there's a weird like J.J. Abrams lost code or something that we're supposed to uh, be reacting to, but uh, it's freaking me out a little bit. So Barry, knock it off, or or call in and explain yourself because. Did I put those? I'm in feeling. There? Or did? <laughs> Are you trolling yourself, Grail? Wouldn't be the first time. Of course, it makes me reach for... Uh... I have no idea what they mean, though. <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And indeed you are. Yeah. I don't know, I think we've, I've, been, I've off-put the, uh, the listening audience by basically saying, come, be my bitch, and record my stings for me. Cause oh, yeah, I did put those in there. I know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> Care I to explain it, yourself? I the spreadsheet really quick, so... <laughs> I just happened to like have that one on a bookmark, so I opened it up and it was just I uh, I think it was and when you copied it over for today, it was actually from the the, the previous week's sheet. Ah. And so I uh, yeah, I think I I think that was me going through trade in values on some games. So I think <laughs> So I'm your scratch paper is what basically. you're saying. So glad I could uh, have a cloud based uh, scratch paper yeah. solution in place for you just in time. For your uh, shopping excursion, yeah, pretty much. I think, uh, yeah, I think Aridin was like, oh, "I want to trade in these games. How much are they?" And so I was just keeping track of them that way easily. I hate you so bloody much. Aha. So, uh, welcome to the air. Who's calling in today? This is true. True. How are you hey, doing? True. Ah, uh, pretty good. I hope you can hear me okay. My headset died, so I'm using a new one. I haven't got this one tuned yet. Oh, you sound acceptable. You sound good. How do we sound to you? Because we are also using a new microphone solution. You are a little low in tint. You are a little low in uh, equities, like you're on a room mic or something. We are on a room mic, so deal with it. Um, <laughs> but I can make us louder at least. All right, maybe. <laughs> can you hear me now? I oh, don't. Worry. Yeah, you're fine. Awesome. And so, uh, have we angered you in any way uh, this week? I know you've already taken care of correcting me uh, solidly in the IRC. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, I, I, I just look at this Amazon Prime Air and say, this will never work. <laughs> and what makes you think, what particular thing immediately springs to mind that makes you think it will not work? Well, I mean, obviously, 
a you, the range of these things means they're going to have to use them in urban areas. But I can you can look at most people's porches and see they're going to hit bushes, or if they're going, or they're going to have to drop them so far on the lawn they're going to get stolen. Or two cats. Cats. I used to, I used to imagine <laughs> exactly. drone coming in for a landing, cat on the roof, cat on drone. Yeah, <laughs> the sky will be filled with drones and cats. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I can see a cat. So I said, "Oh, it, that thing's going down." <laughs> oh yeah, I got it! I got it! Wait, it's it's ah something. I made a horror. I immediately regret my decision. No doubt. I'm reminded of the, the dialogue from the scout in Team Fortress Two. Oh God, I regret everything. Right, ah! right. I hadn't even considered the, the feline contingent. Oh God, yeah, there's just a flying mass of cat toys. Mm-hmm. We're doomed. Either either, the, either it's Skynet or the cats are going to take over. Especially if you order catnip from Amazon. People would do that. The, the, the new way of trolling. Order catnip and send it to somebody's home. Yeah, the cat lady's To the home. cat lady's house. Mm. What got delivered? <laughs> Film at 11. Woman devoured and <laughs> shredded by 27 cats living in her home when unknown assailant sends bag of catnip via air delivery. No, you just have a bunch of blessed out cats. Yeah. I have a cat. cat. I give my cat catnip, and it's just like, I'm in happy land. Yeah, they are a little drug users. Dude, <laughs> this uh. nip is creeper, man. Right. Oh, that's nothing. Consider. <laughs> that's High the, cats? No, no, just the, the, old, the old joke of the FedEx man is a drug dealer, and he just doesn't know it. Yeah. This will be aerial drug delivery. <laughs> and legally, I mean, Colorado, can you imagine? Um, this would immediately be used for delivering uh, weed because you can. It's totally legal sure. to do so. And obviously, I mean, Amazon may be the pioneer, but if they did set it off, you know every other company is going to follow suit. And stuff. Yeah, but those dudes would be totally crashing the drones. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. And also, we assume this is going to be completely automated this won't be these won't be piloted by humans this is all gonna be gps based automated flight delivery basically borrowing from the self-driving cars and to make self because self-flying drones already exist in many forms sure um as well as the piloted ones that you can buy and i've seen all manner of versions of this for sale for christmas this year they've kind of hit the peak of We've got this. You know, yeah. The original AR drone I saw demoed you know, four years ago at TED and thought, oh, that's the coolest thing ever because they were demonstrating there was an app on the iPhone that they were using to, to look through up. the camera on the AR drone and to pilot it yeah. using the accelerometers. And things have only gotten more sophisticated since then. And the AR drone is now on the shelf at Fry's Electronics with seven other knockoffs of it sure. that you can buy at a reasonable price for your 10-year-old for Christmas who will, of course, use it responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of terrorizing cats, <laughs> which is what I would immediately do with one of these, because I'm an evil human being. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, I think we're all all three of us are in agreement that somebody's living in Candyland when they're thinking that this is a good idea or will really ever be profitably maintainable. Well, like I said, I'm curious to see how they solve these issues, if they can come up with a solution that we're just not thinking of. And just people saying, you delivered it via drone? I never got it. Right. Prove otherwise. Yeah. Does the drone have to wait for a signature? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, at that point, it'll be a blood sample, a fingerprint, and a retina scan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or, and you'll or, have the, of course, the drones will have access, and you'll have some guy running around town pick, in a truck picking up down drones. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll, it'll cancel out all the carbon footprint savings of the fewer delivery trucks because the drone re- recovery squad will be out there running their internal combustion engines to attempt to recover the drones. Of course, the drones will have tracking devices in them, and it'll probably become a game to see how far you can get a drone. You know, can, we, can we get this to Amsterdam? I mean, because you know, you've seen the, the stories on the Internet. Said, well, my iPad was stolen, and it finally came back up on Find My iPad. Yeah. In continental Europe. Yep. So glad I was able to see that, where it's <laughs> completely unattainable, and I will never see it again. And found they're just it. taunting me. You found it. <sighs> but I digress. Yeah, that's why I think cell phone, they need to do that. Uh, what was it? The super kill switch, basically the self-destruct button and cell phones and uh, pads that the carriers will want to implement. It's like, if I lose my cell phone, I want to be able to switch a button that says self-detonate. Yeah. Yeah. See, we got the battery problems where they're bursting into flames anyway. We should repurpose that for good. Right, right. And then, of course, the, the inevitable outcome of that one is that system will be hacked and 75,000 iPhones will spontaneously <laughs> detonate one day. <laughs> True. Yeah. Some hacker will be laughing his ass off. Uh, yep. Speaking, you know, speaking of what stupid humans do when tech like that is delivered onto their hands, mm-hmm. only ever the most responsible thing, right? Very true. Very true. It's doubly ironic when you're saying that. True. Yes. Very well me. Played. Very me. <laughs> that is totally that. me, dude. All right. Thank you for calling in. We're gonna wrap this one up. And also, thank you for being the uh, victim of our beta test of the new Skype system. So, awesome. No problem. You have a great day. You too. Take care. All right. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Two hours of your life. You just ain't getting back. Mystery numbers notwithstanding. Scratch paper in my ass. (laughs) Thank you to the volunteer research team. Check them out on the community forums at AlphaGeekRadio.com. You can always read the links, even the ones we don't get around to having time to talk about on air and if you want to submit just send me a personal message and i'll get you access to the board you can find us on the facebook and the google plus just do a search for casually hardcore and or alpha geek radio we've got pages and info distribution sites for all the above on twitter you can follow the network at alpha geek radio if you want to see announcements of when we're going live and when all the fine shows are going live on the on the network i am gnomewise on twitter he is izzy grail the absent ones are Daxa, that's D-A-K-S-A-C-H, and Iolite underscore C-H. For the women folk who are far afield, everyone send happy thoughts uh, to Daxa. She's not feeling well today, so she is resting it up and hopefully recovering. And you can send us emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. Check out our sister feeds and all the other shows. Just go to alphageekradio.com, click on shows, and you'll see the ever-expanding list of goodness there. All the nerdiness you may ever need. Available via convenient, low-bandwidth stream to your mobile device that won't kill your data cap. It's a happy thing. You can listen to us on TuneIn.com and via the TuneIn app. And if you are doing your holiday shopping this year, if you could do your Amazon searches by starting at AlphaGeekRadio.com and using the search widgets there, that donates to the show without costing you any money at all. Basically, if you start your search for your individual items from the widgets, either for the U.K., 
EU or the US on the right-hand side of alphageekradio.com. When you get your item, we get a small cut of that sale, which helps go towards uh, the web hosting costs and just the equipment costs of running the station and doesn't cost you anything. So if you just take the moment to start the search on our site, we would appreciate it. And we thank you for all the donations and support we get. If you want to support us by sponsoring a segment, go to the Sponsor Segment link on the front page of the site. Five bucks gets you the ability to write a paragraph that one of us has to say in whatever kind of voice you designate to begin any of the four segments of the show. Get creative and keep it PG at least. Ish. Ish. (laughs) Yeah. Just basically, hey, there's a challenge for you. Five bucks a pop. See how far you can press the envelope. Right, right. (laughs) That'll get some donations rolling in. (laughs) I have been Gnomewise. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people. A bomba did 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 a